Welcome to Aging in Full Bloom with Lisa Stockdale, sponsored by Capital Healthcare Network, an Ohio-based, family-owned and operated company providing solutions that help seniors age on their own terms. Those solutions include home care, senior living, nursing home and rehab care, and hospice. Learn more at CapitalHealthCareNetwork.com. Thank you for listening to Aging in Full Bloom with Lisa Stockdale. I'm your host, Lisa Stockdale, and today our topic is centered around some exciting research happening at The Ohio State University. Um, For those of you who don't know, we are broadcasting out of Columbus, Ohio, and I have two very special guests in the studio with me. One is my longtime friend, Michelle Crum, and you brought a guest with you from the university. I'll let you introduce the professor. But first, I hear you have a new gig at the university. Thank you. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. What's that all about? So my title is Research Recruitment Specialist. Research Recruitment Specialist. Yes. Okay. And I'm honored, really honored, to be part of Dr. Monroe's Pain and Aging Lab. It's part of the College of Nursing at Mm -hmm. Ohio State. All right. And it's in the Center of Healthy Aging, Self-Management, and Complex Care. Okay. Woo, that's a mouthful. There's really good stuff happening over there. (laughs) In our backyard. Yes. Yeah. Who are you recruiting? Well, the the study that I'm working with is recruiting people with or without Alzheimer's disease. Um, We're looking at pain and how people experience pain with dementia versus without dementia. And actually the difference between the sexes too. So an ideal candidate would be what age? Over 60. Do they, and, and you want people who have been diagnosed and people who haven't? We do not need the diagnosis. Um, We're able to do different screenings to um, assess individuals that call in and then make sure that they are um, the right fit for different studies. So we have one study that's the primary focus, but we do have other um, studies that are going on. Okay. And and we're able to make sure that... um, their effort of getting in contact with us is is well worth it, and we'll yeah. connect them. So how do they get in touch with you? If someone were, were listening and they wanted to participate, how would they contact you? Well, my new email is crum.257 at osu.edu. Okay, we'll put that on. Yeah. We'll put that with our podcast okay. so people have that. <laughs> and I do have a phone number. It's uh, 614-292-0226. Okay. So they can call you or they could email you if they were interested. 60 or older. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have a diagnosis of Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And you said something about making it worth their time. What's that mean? Yes. Well, um there are different um, days of participation, but an individual gets reimbursed for their time. This is a National Institute on Aging study that is um, able to reimburse the person, the participant. And if they have dementia, we would ask that their caregiver participate as well. And so um, in that case, both 
participants would get reimbursed okay. for their time. It, do they have, is it in person or on the phone or in a lab? How does this yeah. look? Well, right now we're doing everything remotely. So uh, we're able to do the, the calls over the phone. We're able to do the actual consent. You know, there's a lot of um, there's paperwork. Yes, there's paperwork sure. to make sure that every everything is clear there, uh-huh. and um, and we're able to do that over the phone. Um, we do weekly phone calls, and then there is one piece where an MRI is involved and a small heating cube that you hold in the palm of your hand. Okay, and those pieces that piece is done in one day and it's done at the Martha Moore House building on Ohio State so you sort of have to be local to participate central Ohio we would think central Ohio yeah we're saying say two hours Mm -hmm. two hours from Columbus that Mm -hmm. covers a lot of ground yeah not quite to Cleveland not well that depends on where you are in Cleveland right um and it's an opportunity to make some extra money yes but more importantly, to participate in research that is extremely important to all of us. It's so valuable. Yeah. It really is. Um, this is going to better inform practitioners to make um, for best practices in care for people with dementia. Long-reaching ramifications in a positive oh, yeah. way. Well, and and I because we're going to learn something. Yeah, yeah. Well, and as you go, as when I talk to people like yourself that have experience in working with people with dementia, mm-hmm. you realize the challenges in communication and how people experience pain. You know, there's a the physical pain and there's the emotional response to it. Yeah, and so. Um, the better we understand that and the better we can support the caregivers with data. When I got your email, I have to tell you what I first thought of. Um, many years ago, I did one of those virtual experiences where what it's like to have Alzheimer's yes. or dementia. And I had been working with dementia patients for a long time at that time. And I came out of the room bawling. I mean, I was so upset and people thought, oh, you were surprised. I'm like, no, I'm ashamed of myself. I'm ashamed of myself for not having more patience with Mm. people. Not that I was overtly not having patience, but the thoughts, you know, the thoughts that you have sometimes. (laughs) Um, I'm like, I had just no idea, really. And then so when I got your email, I thought on top of all of that, not understanding how to do little things and the noises and it, then you think about pain and you can't communicate it. And oh, my goodness, chronic pain, even when you, when you can communicate it, mm-hmm. not a happy place. So I thought, oh, my gosh, for sure. Plus, I wanted to see you because it's been too long. Tell us about the professor that you brought with us. Well part of the team um, at the College of Nursing. Um, Dr. Moss is here with me today, yes. Dr. Karen Moss, and I'm going to let her further um, introduce herself. Okay, that sounds good. Hello, Dr. Moss. Hi. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are we you? Are, I'm good, thank you. We are so, so blessed that you decided to join us and share your expertise and tell us all about what's going on. You have quite the title at at the university, tell us your title because it's important because it really gets at all the stuff you're doing. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. This is super exciting to be here. Absolutely. And I am uh, first and foremost a registered nurse, and I'm a scientist and an assistant professor in the colleges of nursing and medicine at the Ohio State University. So, a nurse, a scientist, and a professor. 
And you care about Alzheimer's patients. I sure so do. So we automatically love you around here. <laughs> You're a shoe in <laughs> Well, that's great to hear. <laughs> yeah. So your research is centered around pain. Yes. And tell me why. So when it comes to Alzheimer's disease, of course, let me just back up a little bit. Dementia sure. in general, we yes. know is the umbrella term. Right. Alzheimer's disease for our listeners out there is just that one specific type that's actually most commonly diagnosed. And so it's not that we don't have issues surrounding pain in folks with different types of dementia, but we know that um, the specific type of dementia can have certain characteristics. Yeah, it's a, type, it's a different type of disease than some of the others. Yes, and even the, the causal factors varies. And so for the study that we're looking at through the research with the Monroe Lab is specifically focused on Alzheimer's disease. And as Michelle said, though, um, folks that we are recruiting don't necessarily have to have a specific diagnosis of Alzheimer's disease, maybe just memory problems or even no memory problems. Um, but back to to Alzheimer's disease and pain, we know that what can show up, when I say show up, what is manifested in terms of signs and symptoms to a family caregiver or, or a loved one, as we call them, mm-hmm. or a healthcare provider, physician, nurse, nurse practitioner, mm-hmm. are oftentimes seen as uh, behavioral symptoms. And then it becomes hard to distinguish whether or not those symptoms and signs that we see are truly related to the disease process? Mm -hmm. Or is this person actually experiencing pain? And this is especially as uh, the disease progresses and that person is no longer able to verbally communicate discomforts. And so within our research team led by Dr. Todd Monroe, we are trying to figure out how we can do a better job as a society, healthcare providers, caregivers at home with identifying, so assessing Mm -hmm. and addressing, meaning finding remedies for uh, pain in these folks with Alzheimer's disease. And so we're examining folks who are healthy cognitively mm-hmm. or memory-wise, and then those who um, also already have a diagnosis. And I'm going to state the obvious, right? One of the reasons we need to get down to this is because if you're having pain, but we don't know it, we don't treat it. And then the pain continues and likely gets worse. Um, And you sent me an article, Michelle, which I read about a lady in France, an older woman who was having a great deal of pain. And on top of everything, it it got worse because she's laying in bed every day. So things are going to get more Mm -hmm. complex as we go. Mm -hmm. But then she's constantly re-experiencing this as for the first time I'm having pain and there's panic that goes with it. So it just becomes a very complicated situation. And you you said behaviors, Professor, mm-hmm. which that's how we see it. Mm-hmm. We don't know we don't know why. We just yeah. know that I mean people say acting out, we hate that. Mm-hmm. That's not what's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we talk about behaviors. Mm-hmm. But there's some underlying cause mm-hmm. for the behavior. Mm-hmm. And what if it is pain and what if we can treat it and at least take that off the table? Exactly. But we have to learn how to identify it. Exactly. Man, that's important stuff. I totally agree. It and, is. And, and very exciting. Yeah. Very so exciting. how far into the research are we? 
So we are uh, at least a couple years in now, but we do have some more time left. But we are trying to make this really last push to uh, capture um, folks, again, with Alzheimer's disease and without Alzheimer's disease. We're recruiting across racial ethnic groups. So however you identify race, ethnicity-wise, we want to hear from you. 60 and older, call us. We have a gamut of studies that are being currently conducted, currently funded, that we will determine which you qualify for depending on on the enrollment criteria. Where you fit in. And um, you talked about ethnicity, race, even though I claim there's only one race, that would be the human race. But nobody always agrees with me on that. But anyhow, (laughs) my point is, if you want to be represented... You don't want to be underrepresented. Call. Yes. Take part in the research. And then your group is represented, whatever group it might be. Yes. Just want you to be 60 or older, right? That's it. Yes. And that's just because Alzheimer's disease, dementia is predominantly, not always, but predominantly a disease of older adulthood. Yeah. So... About another year is what you said for the um, research? I would say at least a couple of years still left. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then we'll get, then you have to put it all together. Yes. Mix it up. And tell us what it means. That's right. <laughs> that is correct. Okay. So we're. And hopefully we can come back to this you yes. know, platform and share some of those results. Share when the we have results them. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Too soon to make any predictions, though, about what you're finding. Yes. We're, we're deep in the trenches and, yeah, too soon. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thank you for doing this. You're very welcome. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, I am an alumni. You know that, right? Did you go to Ohio State? I did not. Uh Oh. I am a Western New York girl (laughs) that uh, married a Buckeye. Okay. We'll let you stay. When I moved to Columbus, I wanted to be a Buckeye. Yeah. I I mean, I drank the Kool-Aid. Right. And... um, so I am thrilled to be part of the university to see the the work that's being done, um, whether it's caregiver research, just healthy aging. I mean, the, the title of the center says it all: healthy yes. aging, self management. We want and you know, we want to help people age well. We want to help people yeah. age in full bloom, yes, right? That, that's what it's all about. Parting thoughts from either of you. Please call if you have any interest and um, let us discuss this further with you. Um, If you live in Central Ohio and you're 60 or older and you like to make some extra money, (laughs) um, give us a call. If you care about Alzheimer's and dementia or just aging in general or just humanity in general, how about that? And share it with a friend. Share it with a friend. Always, you know, it's, it's information that you share with your neighbor when they have Um, the caregiving responsibility yeah this is how we get where we're going research driven give us your phone number one more time 614-292-0226 all right professor anything just once again, thank you so much for having me. And to the listeners out there, um, because this is helping folks who not only are going to are in this these circumstances today, but also for the future, please reach out. We will let you know how you can help, and we will certainly appreciate it. Sounds great. Ladies, thank you for coming in and sharing this important message with our listeners. Listeners, do your part. Now's your chance. Until next time, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be forever at your back.